Welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 648. Always take care of everything that you are given. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. I'll never worry again about having a dead battery with my NOCO Genius Boost Jump Starter. This compact tool fits in my glove box and features rechargeable lithium battery technology that'll jumpstart a dead battery in my car, boat, truck, or RV. The Genius Boost features built-in spark-proof technology and reverse polarity protection to safely jumpstart any of my vehicles. The compact, ergonomically designed clamps are built from solid copper for maximum conductivity. There's a built-in ultrabite dual LED flashlight with seven modes, including an SOS and emergency strobe. I use my Genius Boost Jump Starter to charge my phone, tablet, and laptop while I'm on the road or if the power goes out in my home. The unit itself is easily rechargeable in my vehicle. The Genius Boost from NOCO is the ultimate emergency tool that's safe and easy to use. Quality design, state-of-the-art technology from NOCO, the battery car source since 1914. I've got one in each of my vehicles. Get yours at GeniusChargers.com. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I am so revved up and excited to introduce today's very special guest on Thanksgiving Day, Jim Carpenter. Jim, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? I am ready. I think it's going to be a great morning. Glad to be here. (laughs) Nice to have you as well. Jim Carpenter is the owner of Italian Design and Racing, located in Mesa, Arizona. He's been modifying Ferraris since 1987, helping customers fulfill their dreams. He and his team have modified Ferrari bodies, chassis, engines, exhaust systems, gearboxes, and much more. He designed and completed many convertible conversions for the Ferrari 308, plus spoilers and accent parts. Racing, though, is Jim's real passion, and he's completed many Ferrari 308 modified to fully legal SCCA GT2 race cars. His clients enjoy their cars in SCCA events, Ferrari club events, and historic racing events. A recent build involved modifying a Ferrari 330 GT2 Plus 2 chassis and placing them on a P4 style bodywork. That sounds awesome. And in one case, delivering 550 Marinello power. Man, that must have been a fun build. Well, Jim, I've told our listeners a tiny bit about you. Would you take a brief moment and share a little bit more about your business and, of course, your passion for automobiles? Well, it always starts as an enthusiast. Always starts as being a child that uh, plays with cars and it grows up enjoying cars, driving cars, looking to modify. And here we're in the United States. We like, we're a hot rod nation. So we like to change them around, make them into our own. And that's what we've been doing for now going on 30 years, modifying predominantly Ferraris. So we've had a lot of fun with the Italian mark. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'll tell our listeners, uh, Jim sent me a bunch of pictures of current projects he's working on before we did the show here oh my gosh you guys are doing some pretty incredible things and a lot of folks out there hear the words modify ferraris why would you do that you already start with something so perfect maybe before we get into my first question for you why do your customers modify their ferraris 
Well, we all know as a hot rod nation, we have, whether the car came out of Ferrari or whether it came out of Chevrolet, the first thing we usually do is change the wheels, change the tires. Maybe we'll want to lower it. Maybe we'll want to put a different cam in it. Maybe we want to go a different exhaust system. So Ferrari is no different. And people have been modifying and doing things to Ferraris since Ferrari began. So it's nothing abnormal. But there are people that want to leave it original, and I'm looking at a 65, a 275 a short nose that's absolutely original, mm. and you wouldn't consider about changing it. Yeah. But we also are doing some custom things. So it's all a matter of, uh, if you might want to say, it's moderation. And everything that we live in our lives, it's all about moderation. So some things you may want to leave it original, other things you may want to have fun with it. Very well said. Although the word moderation of Ferrari, they have a hard time going together sometimes, <laughs> but I understand what you're saying. Well, as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote. This is some kind of saying or mantra that's been instrumental in forming your life and your success. It's a really nice way to get those inspirational tires turning here on cars. Yeah, Jim, I know you love to drive, so take the wheel. The realization of it is, is in all of our lives, uh, we have a purpose, and we're here for a purpose, and we have a reason for being. And so, in all things that that uh, that I do as a as a business statement, we want to realize that our lives have purpose. And so, as we walk through in in, in life, and as we walk through as a as a business, uh, we want to realize that there's reason. Sure. And so it's not just a happenstance, there's a purpose. So when we have started out to do things uh, as uh, we feel led or directed to do so, we've we've stepped out. And uh, uh, we here in the United States have been truly blessed. And so even Thanksgiving, as we're talking about Thanksgiving, I think it is appropriate for us to be thankful for uh, uh, what we have here in the United States, uh, thankful that we can uh, freely drive our cars and and. Uh, uh, freak, you know, freely enjoy what we have, and so uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, this is a this is a good day to be talking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Amen to all of that. Yeah, having a purpose, taking that passion and tying it into a purpose is uh, what Cars Yeah is all about. It's what you've done in your business, and uh, you said it better than I could have. So thank you for that. Let's go back in time. I'd love for you to share a story that instigated your passion for cars. Is there a pivotal moment when you look back? I know you're like me. You played with those little toy matchbox cars, probably corgis, whatever you had in your toy box. But uh, is there a pivotal moment in your life when you realize that oh my gosh I am a car guy well I remember I remember as a as a child getting cars and the uh, the Tonka cars the uh, hot wheel cars in the in the 60s and slot uh, slot cars in the 60s and 70s and those were always of an enjoyment uh, to me. And maybe it's, it's, I don't think it's a boy or a girl thing, but I definitely think it's something that is, is given to you and, and somewhat ingrained in you. Mm-hmm. And so I had those as a child and enjoyed those. And then in high school, you know, had my $100 uh, uh, Pontiac uh, 57 that never changed the oil, just drove it, you know, and then, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have all of those things but i i wasn't uh, wasn't raised in wealth and such as I, I was raised to work hard yeah yeah so cars were always that enjoyment 
Exactly. You know, as we talk here on Thanksgiving, one of the things when I was very young, we always went over to my Aunt Jenny and Uncle Paul's house for Thanksgiving dinner. I remember my Aunt Luwali, that was her name, Aunt Luwali's cherry pie. Oh my gosh, I can smell it right now. And one of the things that was fun at uh, Jenny and Paul's house is they had a box of toy cards that belonged to their son, Scott. I used to go down and play in their basement with the Shuko wind-up cars. They had those real Shukos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, watch those things race across the floor, and I still remember doing that. I've often wondered whatever happened in that box of Shuko cars. <laughs> They're at some antique store right now. Yeah, probably somebody's collection somewhere. But uh, yeah, Thanksgiving at Ginny and Paul's was a really special time. Well, Jim, what I want to do now is take a look at some of the roads you've driven down and crawl into the hood and get our hands a little dirty. Certainly something you're not afraid of. I'd love for you to share a huge challenge or a great failure that you faced along the way. You're an entrepreneur. You've had a business since 87. There are ups and downs in what we do. Walk us through that painful point in time. But most importantly, tell us how you got out of it and what it taught you. There are always points in life where we go through and we have have struggles. And uh, my wife and I struggled with infertility for uh, 10 years, but then we were blessed uh, in in adopting a child, uh, a baby. And then six months later, she became pregnant. You know, it it happens. And then there are things as you go through life that are, are difficult, and we all struggle through those things. But it's how we respond to that is really the hallmark. Where is the where is the character in business? It's always difficult because, especially with what we are doing with custom cars, in essence, or coach built cars, we are providing something. And a customer wants something new, something afresh. So you're wanting to provide that for them. And that's been an exciting aspect. But uh, and, and that's really not where we've had difficulty. The difficulty really comes in some of the struggles that we, we see other people have. We had a gentleman that had great uh, uh, problems financially. And so uh, in the process of his car, what do you do? Do you uh, say, go pound sand? That's never been our aspect. It's always been an aspect of support one to another because the realization, uh, you know, we're, we're only a heartbeat away or we're only uh, just a breath away from, from difficulties as well. Yeah, one recession and one project away from being the last project. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all about working together as a team. Mm-hmm. So customers and uh, ourselves as support staff, people that work within us, we all want to be supportive one to another and right. one with another. It's such an awesome concept because a lot of businesses, you're right. If if a client called and said, I'm having some difficulty, I need to stop my project now, or I I need a little time to pay for the last phase of it or whatever, a lot of companies should just say, tough luck, buddy, come and get it, or uh, we're going to put a lien on it. But those companies that stand by you, you remember them and you come back to them in the future when things turn around. Absolutely. And they always turn around. Uh, Eventually, they always turn around. So. Exactly. Very nicely said. Well, let's shift gears and go to the other end of the spectrum. I'd love for you to share a career aha moment. I like to say it's a time when the headlights come on and kind of illuminate your way to a, a new direction, a new path for your business. And tell us the steps you took to turn that aha moment into a success. Well, I think the aha moment for me uh is coming now. When we started uh, almost 30 years ago, I had a group of individuals uh, that worked together with me, a staff of people. And then in the uh, late 90s, uh, sold the company and it went a couple different directions. And then about seven years ago, we started back doing things again and almost 
just didn't miss a beat. But uh, my son was was finishing schooling and uh, has always been a car nut and been with me. Uh, and he said, Dad, this is... This is something that I feel uh, uh, led to uh, be a part of. And with his, his skills and his education, we started working together again. And that's just been a delight and an exciting thing for me to see new technology in young eyes mm-hmm. and the whole aspect of where the industry is going. Because unfortunately, all of us are getting older and these techniques, the aspect of building bodies, the aspect of fabricating chassis and, and suspension components and new things that are done differently than we did uh, now being done with CNC as opposed to old bridge ports. Mm. All of that is extremely exciting. And so, unfortunately, a lot of the older guys, they don't want to embrace that and do that. Yeah. The ones that I feel are successful and are going to continue to be able to go forward are the ones that uh, look and say, Boy, this is cool. Let's get the the young guys so that they understand diagnostics as opposed to just swapping out parts because the computer told you it's no longer good. Well, what are you going to do preparing these uh, six-carb setups if you don't know how to (laughs) uh, rebuild carburetors? Yeah, you don't just replace those. That's an expensive prospect. Well, you're very, very fortunate uh, and truly blessed to get to work with your son. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. That must be, yeah, really a fantastic thing. So uh, carrying on the, the family tradition and working side by side, uh, teaching, mentoring, and learning from him, too, has to be a, a true delight. Well, let's talk about a proudest career moment. I would assume you've had many. You've been in business since, for such a long time. But is there one that stands out that you could share with us? Well, it it relates to that previous statement. Uh, Mm -hmm. My proudest moment is having my son with me working together with him. Mm. Uh, It's an exciting time and something that I'm truly thankful for. Once more, getting back to Thanksgiving, what are we thankful for? I'm thankful for that. Yeah, thankful, being with family, being with friends. uh, Oh, so important. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time again here. I'd love for you to share your first really special car, that car that you finally got that you've been wanting for a long time. Maybe it was your first car, but maybe it was your 10th car. I don't know. But maybe share a special memory you have of that vehicle. Well, I have a lot of vehicles, obviously, (laughs) that I've been very excited about. But I I would have to tell you that the one that, kind of fits that bill 1969 ferrari 246 coupe gt an Ooh. intermediate car but uh, i became aware of the car in the late 80s it was owned by a friend of mine dan mclaughlin and it had been previously owned by dan haggerty the grizzly adams oh yeah and dan had purchased it from stephen stills uh the rock singer crosby stills nash and young yeah, yeah okay exactly wow And so Dan had the car, and it was a modified car. Uh, Another individual, a friend of mine, Tom Mead, uh, in Italy, had done modifications to the car, making it look a little bit like a a 206 SP race car. And so Dan McLaughlin owned the car. And, uh, it was, you know, for me, it was, it was, it was at that point in time, it was, it was an expensive, uh, car and, uh, it was $25,000 and, uh, which was a lot of money then and now, frankly, (laughs) yes, but especially then. And so we struck up a deal and I bought the car on payments, but the day that I was sending a driver over to pick up the car was the day that Enzo Ferrari died. Oh, my gosh. Wow. And everybody knew that when Ferrari finally died, 
things were increasing, mm -hmm. but once he died, everybody was anticipating that the market would go crazy, mm -hmm. which it did. And I was concerned. I, I called my driver and I says, have you, you know, have you, have you paid for the car? Have you picked it up? <laughs> yeah. I want to make sure we have that because. Yeah. The price may have just bounced. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got that car. We finished the restoration on it. We did several magazine articles and I ultimately, uh, uh, sold the car just because again, we're in business. Right. I, um, I don't have the funds to be able to keep everything. I, unfortunately, I have to sell the cars to keep the business going. I have no idea where that car is at now, and it would be something that I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind having back. But just a, a sidebar to that story, too, which is kind of fun. Later in time, Dan Haggerty became a very close friend. He would always share the story of that car being sold by his ex-wife <laughs> while he was Ooh. on a film shoot. Ouch. And I never, I never had the, uh, the guts to tell him that yeah, uh, you're the guy. Uh, I actually own the car. I mean, I didn't buy it from his ex-wife. It went through a, a person before that. Yeah. But, oh, uh, ouch. So. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What a story. Well, is that the car that is your seller's remorse story? I would say so. Yeah. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, sounds like it. Wow, what a cool car. Well, let's yeah. talk about today and tomorrow. I'd love for you to share what you guys are working on today, what's happening in your shop, what really has you excited and fired up. Well, we have several projects that are excited because I, I mentioned earlier that we have a, a, a 275, a 65 275 in the, in the shop, the showroom here. And, and I've always looked at, because of what we've done with the modified P4 cars with the 550 Marinello motors, mm -hmm. about using the 550 Marinello as a basis for a resto mod on the 275 using a 275 uh, GTB bodywork upon that modified uh, 550 Marinello. And nice. so we are doing that right now. We're building uh, actually three cars uh, that are sold to customers, two 275 uh, Competizione style bodies and a 275 Nart Spider based upon a, a 550 Marinello chassis. Uh, which has been modified, but using all 550 Marinello uh, running gear, mm -hmm. uh, six-speed transaxles, big brakes, but with an aluminum uh, 275 bodywork. Oh, my gosh. What does that do to the weight factor compared to a, a factory 550 and then now with that new light body? Oh, it's, 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 it's tremendously uh, 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 lighter. Uh, yeah. We're looking at – it's about 2,600 pounds. Oh, nice. So it's, it's a huge amount of, of weight difference. Yeah. Uh, and then, then you have the uh, 500 horsepower of the – Cool. So that's one project. Uh, we acquired a Lamborghini LM002, the big, uh, oh, the big uh, SUV. <laughs> SUV, yeah, the Rambo Lambo uh -huh. uh, from a doctor. And he had, had had a Mercedes diesel put in the truck, uh, like Tina Turner did that in her truck as well. Oh, okay. But it's not enough goose. So we are looking to put a Cummins. A big, motor oh, comes diesel in engine in it? Uh, a diesel turbo. Oh, nice. Just because it fits within, we're Italian cars. Well, oh. that's an Italian truck, a tremendous truck. But uh, we're American, so we'd like to have uh, an American American engine. Cool. It could be, in, instead of the uh, the uh, Rambo Lambo, it could be the uh, Rambo. <laughs> you know, 
I, I, like, I, yeah, uh-uh. I like that. <laughs> Very well said. <laughs> but that's an exciting thing. Yeah. As well as all the other things that we do. Fantastic. Uh, you guys are doing some really fun stuff, I can tell. I can tell uh, having visited your website, uh, you guys take some pride, great pride in what you build for your customers and doing some really unique things. So that's cool. The uh, Ferrari Hot Rod Shop there in Mesa, Arizona. Yeah. Well, here's a very introspective question for you, Jim. If you were a car, what kind of car would Jim be and why? I think I would be a a modified car, mm-hmm. whether it be Ferrari or Chevrolet, because the realization that we are always not just exactly the way we came. We, through life and as we are being driven, we change. And the aspect from a car is, are we going to be maintained? Are we going to be uh, revved up? Are we going to be modified to be better or worse? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and I would like to think that we can, uh, as as we look and as we uh, respond to things, uh, we can become better. Yes. As we uh, respond to the environment that surrounds us, as we uh, respond to the people that we are brought into contact to, and as we respond to our society that surrounds us, we need to be a positive influence to what comes our way. Very nicely put. I always say time in nature has redistributed my body. And uh, it's my job to make sure that it doesn't all go downhill from there. So uh, fantastic. Yeah, I have to watch what I eat at the uh, Thanksgiving dinner table today for sure. <laughs> well, Jim, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Do you know the best way to protect your vehicle, both the exterior and the interior, is with a car cover? I've been using Covercraft car covers since 1975. That's right. 1975. It's a fast, easy, and inexpensive way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft has been manufacturing premium quality exterior and interior covers for over 50 years with a stellar reputation for durability and design. They're the world's largest manufacturer of custom patterned vehicle covers that are crafted to fit over 80,000 patterns and growing. They are the only cover I'll put on my vehicles. You can choose from a wide variety of fabrics, styles, colors, and more. From full cover designs for factory to custom-made vehicles, plus convertible top covers, trucks, truck cab coolers, motorcycles, scooters, ATVs, trailers, campers, personal watercraft, and a wide variety of custom features. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Okay, Jim, we are back and we're entering the last lap, and I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Uh, I received that by uh, a, a mechanic friend of mine uh, who said, always take care of everything that you are given. Mm. 
Don't uh, shirk your automobile. Enjoy it, but maintain it. Oh, so important. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has helped contribute to your success over the years? I try to think and I try to respond to the people that come my way positively. I like to listen more. Unfortunately, uh, as my son tells me, you know, I need to be quiet a little bit too. (laughs) And that's the point that's difficult, isn't it? Yes. We need to listen and then speak. Yeah. You know, Stephen Covey is one of my favorites, and I remember his seven habits of highly effective people. Habit number five, first listen to understand and then speak to be understood. Absolutely. Oh, so important. Great advice. How about a resource? I know there's lots of great resources out there today. Your shop is one of those. Is there a resource that you would like to share with the Carjow listeners? I think the the biggest resource that we can use is, frankly, the internet, Mm. uh, going and checking. But we can't take things just for its face value. I like to talk to people. Getting back again to listening. Yes. Um, we need to respond. Uh, too often, uh, we just read something as opposed to getting on the phone and calling. And then the next aspect is going and visiting. We are so busy in life that we don't take time. We want to take everything for face value and such as mm. opposed to let's go and let's go and visit. Let's go and talk. And a lot of, a lot of people don't want to take time. And we, we need to take time. Oh, so important. Yeah, I have a saying, were you there, Charlie? And whenever I see somebody kind of reposting or regurgitating something they've seen somewhere else, and you look at it, and you kind of go, really? You think that's yeah. true? I always say, yeah. were you there, Charlie? Were you in that right. situation? Did you Absolutely. research it? Probably not. Yeah. There's a lot of armchair people that want to say they are an expert, and that is the biggest problem in the internet and such. Oh but yes, let's let's sit down and talk. Yeah, you know, if you, you know, let's let's sit down and figure things out. And best way, absolutely. Now, how about a book? There's a lot of great books out there, but is there one book in particular you would like to share with our listeners? It's a book that was written many years ago by uh, a preacher by the name of Rick Warren, A Purpose-Driven Life. Mm. And regardless of the faith dimensions, there are bases within that book that help us all uh, to walk through life. Ah, wonderful book. Well, listeners, I'll remind you, you can find all these great resources Jim's been so kind to share on his show notes page at carsyad.com slash Jim Carpenter. Just type Jim in the search bar. And that page will pop up, and there's another great place on the Cars Yeah website, a great resource for books, guest-recommended books, that you can click on any of the books there for a quick, easy buys. Wonderful resource, I should say. So, Jim, up next is the checkered flag, and this last question can be a real doozy. If you could have only one collector car in your garage, but it's Thanksgiving, so I'm going to buy you whatever you'd like. Don't worry about the cost. What would that car be, and more importantly, why? The car that I want is a car that we have here in the shop, Ooh. and it is Peter Monteverdi. You can Google it. Peter Monteverdi in 1958 wrecked a 750 Monza that he was racing, and it was his car. And uh, rather than have Scaglietti build a new 750 Monza body, yeah. he designed a, a new body. And it was placed upon that 750 Monza. And he raced that car in hill climbs, and it was on the 750 Monza until the late 80s. Then the body, the the owner at that time, pulled the body off, 
and it languished for years. Mm. Uh, I saw the the body and uh, looked and said, this would be an exciting car. And so eventually purchased the body. We got it here and then kind of looked around, regurgitated. How, how are we going to, how are we going to build this? What are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the realization that you can't just put it on another Ferrari chassis because the, the Monzas, the race cars are much smaller, much narrower. Oh. So we have constructed my son and I predominantly my son has, uh, we've built a new chassis, Ferrari chassis, a homologation of a 330 and uh, uh, 400 and 308 components and it's built a whole new chassis with 550 Marinello running gear and so I'm looking for this car to be my swan song or the uh, last thing it has so many implements of the new and the old and we look at it that uh, uh, if Monteverdi today was alive and he acquired uh, a body that he uh, designed and built so many years ago what would he do and our envision is he would build it with with modern technology and modern working so this is the best of all worlds the old style from 1958 the new style from 2016. Wow. Well, what are you going to call it? Well, we fondly call it Monty. (laughs) I like that. That's perfect. Oh, perfect. Well, I'm very happy when my guests already have their dream car for a couple of reasons. One is most people do not or will never have their dream car. And when people do, it it is oh so special. And yours is even more special because you get to create it to be exactly what you want. So, uh, I think we're both winners today here on Cars. Yeah, fantastic. Wow. Well, do you have an end date when you'll be driving that car? Well, unfortunately, things that are owned by the company our customers are always first. So we, we are continuing to do a little bit on yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, if you come out to uh, Barrett-Jackson in January, come to the shop and you'll see it. Awesome. That is nice. I'll take you up on that invitation for sure. Well, Jim, you've taken us on an awesome ride today here on Thanksgiving. I really appreciate you sharing your stories with the Cars Yeah listeners and with me and for sharing your life's journey and your business journey. Would you offer us one parting piece of guidance before you head off into the sunset driving old Monty down the road? Enjoy your family. Enjoy the people that are around you. Realize that we are truly blessed here in America and realize that it's our responsibility to be positive amongst the people and such that we have contact with. Very nicely said. What's the best way for our listeners to learn more about you and your business? ItalianDesignAndRacing.com. That's our website. Our email is FerrariHill, F-E-R-R-A-R-I-H-I-L-L at Hotmail.com. Love to hear from you, and I'll respond back. Absolutely. Well, listeners, again, you can find these resources and links on Jim's show notes page at carsyad.com. Just type Jim in the search bar. That page will pop up. I would encourage you to check out what he's doing, what he's building. If you're over there in Mesa, I'm sure he'd love to have you stop by and say hello. Absolutely. Brilliant. Well, Carsyad listeners, I want to, again, thank you for being listeners on this Thanksgiving day. I greatly appreciate your following Carsyad. Uh, enjoying the inspiring automotive enthusiasts that I've had on the show here. Jim is the 648th guest here on Cars Yeah. Wow. I've had a wonderful time over the last two years interviewing a lot of people, and I'm extremely grateful to not only my listeners, but my guests. So, Jim, thank you for being so generous. Thank you, Mark. You're welcome. My privilege. Yeah, thanks for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and for sharing your life experiences with us. 
Until we talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you again, Mark. Look forward to seeing all who come. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.